0: everybody welcome to learning the tropes i'm Aaron. i'm clayton and pat
1: and i'm producer patty i'm producer patty i didn't well last time i jumped in right away and it seemed like the wrong thing to do and now i waited and that's the wrong thing so ne- next episode will bring me in correctly
0: we'll figure it out i think well these episodes normally we do our whole veteran and virgin like i said last time but since we're all veteran virgin river fans you know That's what we're here for. We're coming at you fast and loose this weekend. Sort of whenever an episode is ready, we're going to go ahead and throw it up. Because we are, even though Virgin River has been out for a little over 24 hours, we are still rationing the episodes for ourselves. Uh, We watched four hours yesterday. We'll probably watch another four hours today. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yes, So yeah, we're, we... we're doing
1: it like people who are who are stranded in the forest and we just have like one bottle of water, you know, and we can't we can't drink it all at once, even though we really want to. Oh, absolutely. Well, I want to drink from this river until I'm full.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like a tick. <laughs> when we
0: came home from the farmer's market this morning and we were like, oh, do you want to put something on while we eat breakfast? And Pat was like, well, I want to watch Virgin River, but I can't. Because we only ever watch as much as we're going to podcast, because otherwise we will get too confused.
2: Yes, yes. We very much have to do this for the listeners. Mm -hmm. And I think I might do a full rewatch just a little bit later so I can just kind of not have to take notes. But I enjoy taking Mm -hmm. notes, though. I, I enjoy giving Virgin River the scrutiny that it deserves. Because yes. this this is not a show that gets recaps, really. I, you don't see it on Vulture. Or you're not seeing it on some of these other TV recap sites. It, we're, we're, the, we're the one-stop shop here.
0: It's crazy to me that it isn't because also, like, a lot of people – like, it's number one on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's a, and it will be for a few weeks. Yeah. It's a great show. Obviously, we think it's a great show. But, like, yeah, it's so strange to me that just, like, it isn't in the zeitgeist more because, like, the amount of people I know who watch it, and it's, like, so fun, and it would be, like, the perfect show for, like, a Vulture recap because there's always so much happening.
2: Yes, yes. You never... It can never end on just a happy note. There's always some twist. They always put a little knife in your side and twist it at the end.
0: I know. It it just... It does harken back to, like, network, like, one-hour dramas in a way in such a like a fun way of the way that it was like every week at the end of the episode, you'd be like, Oh my God. And you'd have to watch next week.
1: Do do we, do we all like that? Netflix is still putting Virgin river out in the binge model, or do we kind of wish this was once a week for the next 10 weeks? Oh no,
2: I go nuts. I, I, you can't just, you've, you've got me used to the, the big dump of Virgin River you can't start parsing it out I know we're parsing it out because we're choosing to but I want it to be my choice if they did this mm-hmm. if they did a Ted Lasso of Virgin River I would have a real hard time I think
0: I disagree I mean I do think that there is something lost from like the binging model I think you know there is I'm trying to think like Succession or these shows that you do watch once a week, you do end up paying more attention to each episode. And then you have time to like think and like, oh, well, what do I think is going to happen next and everything? Like I got to say as much as I do enjoy binging and I will binge given the opportunity, there is something really nice about the kind of like putting a little bit of space between episodes but we're watching pat and i are watching starstruck on hbo max which is a fantastic show but just sort of because of other things going on in our lives we've just been watching one episode at a time and i have to say i'm like really enjoying watching it this way
2: but it's a dump they dumped it right it, it's a it's, it's a full all dump. there it's a dump it's a dump situation
0: yeah we sure. could have we could binge it but yeah i'm really liking like oh we watch one episode um at a time it's clayton you need to watch it it's so funny you'll love it
1: well i i don't think that the way we're watching virgin river is not a way that most other people can which is to watch one or two think about it and podcast about it but that might be the best way to watch and really enjoy a television show because like we're having those big conversations that other people are not having when they watch it 10 hours in a row and then pass out for the next 3 days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is this is the water cooler. We're doing we're doing yes. the water cooler talk. Yes. Yeah. So basically the way to watch Virgin River is hopefully the way our listeners are taking it in which is they watch two episodes, wait until our podcast drops, listens to that, get their conversation in. And then watches the next two. Yeah. So the people listening to this are doing it the right way. Absolutely.
2: Well, so let's jump into it because we actually forgot, talking about cliffhangers, we forgot a big cliffhanger that ended the second episode, which is that Lily, the woman who gave up the baby and then took the baby back in the... Baby back, baby back. In what, was that the second season or the first season? It was the first yeah. season. It was the first season. That was
0: like yeah. The, that was basically the inciting incident of like the first season.
2: She has cancer.
0: She has pancreatic cancer,
2: and it's stage four. Jesus. So it's it's uh, she's gonna die from it. The only thing she can do is lengthen her life with treatment. She there, there's no cure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So okay, I am not by any means wanting to say anything about cancer. I think cancer is awful. All those things. But I, I think we're mentioning her first because this is the storyline we care the
1: least about. Am I correct on this? I mean, also it's just, I like, I know I don't even want to talk about it in a way. It's such a heavy storyline for this show. That I think they're doing a good job with it, and I trust that they will because it's just a well-written show. Yeah. Um, but it's obviously not as uh, – it's not fun to talk about it in the way that love triangles are. Absolutely, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And it, it is so – there's so many people in everybody's life that have been touched by this that, yeah, we – I don't think we want to linger on this in any capacity.
1: So has did anything new happen with that storyline in episodes three and four? Her daughter. I think, like it seems
2: like that. Her daughter yeah. thinks something's up, and the only person who knows about this diagnosis is Mel because Lily went to a different doctor to get tests and everything. So she really wants it to. Uh, wants it. Mum, mum's the word when it comes to this. So Mel's the only Mm -hmm. one who knows. So that's really the only... There hasn't been that much movement other than Lily let Mel hold the baby and Mel is now in baby-wanting, spiraling thoughts, which is Mm -hmm. kind of in Mel's character. Yeah. And we'll get to that later when we talk about Mel.
0: Yeah, and... um. Yeah, just trying to keep it a secret. I mean, I think... I mean, that's obviously, like, kind of in line with Lily's character. She hid an entire pregnancy and child. So, like, it's it makes sense. But, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's all very, very heavy.
2: So, so. then let's then move on to Ricky and Lily. Lizzie. Lizzie, sorry. Oh, that's right, Lily. Sorry. Ricky and Lizzie and... Parker, is anybody else excited about Parker? He's finally
0: someone else shows up. Like, God, we needed something.
2: That scene where she's working at Paige's (laughs) Paige's bakery truck, which they're keeping everything that this town does for Paige is crazy. (laughs) Keeping her truck going, (laughs) taking care of her children, uh, burying bodies. It's nuts. So anyway, Lizzie is working, and Ricky comes up with his with his doofy smile and his doofy haircut, and he's like, oh, Lulu's hanging out at my grandma's, blah, blah, blah. And then he leaves, and this slick-ass car pulls up, and I was hoping, I was like, this is going to be a hot dude. And it is. And not only is it a hot dude, it's a hot dude that Lizzie
1: used to bang.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And he's got great hair that I always notice great men's hair. Yes. And this guy has got some great thick, high, you know, really, really, really nice. Yeah, hair.
2: his his hairline is, is almost grazing his eyebrows.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Yeah, so
2: we're excited. I I'm actually I, I know we're putting this storyline low, but Parker comes and he is trying to reconnect with her. He's saying he, you know, he messed up, whatever. She wants to meet at a different place because she doesn't want Ricky to get the wrong impression or the right impression, who knows. And but uh, they end up eating at Jack's and Ricky has to serve them, which is cool, because then <laughs> I thought Lizzie was gonna kind of say oh he's just a friend whatever but she she basically says well Ricky says I'm her boyfriend and Lizzie doesn't say that's not the case and then he's and then
1: Parker's like yeah can you get me a seltzer water <laughs>
0: that was awesome
1: <laughs> that's such a power move it was to, such a power to move a Guy, get you seltzer water
2: and now Parker wants her to move back to California to help him open a club <laughs>
0: Which is, I know, it's like amazing that you would just ask like a 19-year-old girl, like, can you come help open a club for me?
2: And is he 19 or 20? How old
1: is he? We don't know. No. So this... But that's who should be opening up clubs in LA. You need young people. That's very true. Well, then we
2: also have the great scene with Ricky that he goes up to Charlie, who's the old man who saw them at the cabin. And he gives Charlie his burrito... I guess Jack has burrito serves burritos. I don't know, I mean, like
0: what doesn't Jack like sell at Jack's? Like you it's think like it a should be a limited menu, but it's not.
2: No, no, he makes preacher cook anything that you ask him for.
0: <laughs> there isn't a menu. They, you just walk it in. You're like, I'm thinking, I want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, Jack's is, is all fusion. <laughs> it's a fusion of every kind. Yes. in there. So. He walks up to Charlie and he says, hey,
2: when I when you saw me at the cabin and Charlie's like, hey, listen, you're 18. You're a fucking man. I don't give a shit (laughs) what you do. Get your shit right. And I was like, Charlie's cool because I thought Charlie was going to be some feeble old man. My apologies. He's he was like, no, you're you're a man. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I don't care who you're banging. Go be a man. Let me eat my fucking burrito in peace.
0: I know you're well, you 18 know years Ricky old. Why are you it? looking for my position to fuck your girlfriend? It is yeah. a so creepy and weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ricky asked him, he goes, "I I just want to make sure you don't think less of me." Mhm. That is what he asked this old man who he he was just aware that that Ricky had sex with his girlfriend. He he was afraid this man thought less of him.
2: And Charlie's like, "You know how Ricky many do you know help. how many men I've killed <laughs> in the war do you know I never what I've went seen, to war, son? kid
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Charlie's cool. I want more of Charlie. He needs to become yeah. part. Let him be in the sewing circle
0: uh-huh well it, well, then also the big thing that happens is Connie sees them making out, and therefore that's a bad thing.
2: mm-hmm. Well, which okay.
0: I'm like, Connie, you're a fucking pervert.
2: Yeah. So Connie yells at her, and Lizzie now wants to move in with Ricky and his grandma.
0: It, like the grandma's the only one that is like, I'm cool with these kids fucking. Like, let's do it. Like,
2: I'll take my you know, hearing aid out.
0: Exactly. She's like, She's I'm like I'm I'll fine. make them shortbread cookies, and then they can make out on my couch.
2: Well, here's another thing. Before we get off of Lizzie, Ricky, and Parker. Ricky goes to maybe sign up for the military.
0: What was that?
1: Didn't he mention... That wasn't hinted at before, he, right?
2: He never... Yeah, he said he wanted to do it before, and Jack swayed him away from it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he saw Parker with Lizzie and ran to the military, which that's not the reason to sign up for the military. Right. I mean that shows that Ricky is a very
1: immature boy. Mm -hmm. Are we are we all rooting for? Which I think is against possibly what the show wants you to be rooting for. But are we all rooting for Lizzie to go to LA and open this club with Parker? A
0: hundred percent.
1: Yeah, we are. It's so funny because we are rooting for everybody to leave
2: Virgin River. We're rooting for (laughs) Preacher to move to San Francisco and work at that restaurant. We, we were rooting for Charmaine to move to Portland and have her own spinoff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we really want these things because we want these people in our lives. And if they're on, if mm-hmm. they are in these different places, they won't be on this show. But I do think, yes, we are rooting for her to go to to L.A. and open this club.
1: Or, or at least just be with Parker. Yeah. Have
2: Parker come and open a club in Virgin River yes or clear water that would be cool yeah is it clear water or clear river clear river clear river of course it's a river everything's a river yeah they're obsessed with this river which is gorgeous though
0: yeah it's virgin it's clear so um so yeah th- those are all the big i mean but parker ends up leaving right
2: for now but he does say i want you to come with me think about it yeah, And she doesn't say no. She does not say no. And she shouldn't He's say no because she's 19 years old and
1: do not get stuck with someone like Ricky. hmm Yeah, she can't become an army wife to this doofus. No. He'll get himself shot immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. He'll trip over he his will, rifle in, accident- in in basic training. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, or he's going to end up uh, like the like D'Onofrio in Full Metal Jacket. It's going to be bad. Either that or it's a, a code red. Code red on his ass. Mm-hmm. Y- <laughs> yes, yes. Either way, Ricky, Ricky's got to stay where he is. He, I think the boy at the restaurant is definitely what makes sense right now. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's the rest of his life. It's just going to be being a busboy in that restaurant.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, um, so where are we moving to next, Aaron?
0: Uh, Brie and Brady.
2: Yeah, Brie and Brady. So they are getting a little hot and heavy, but Brie's cagey. Mm -hmm. She quit her job.
0: I mean, I clearly I think like, you know, there is I think they're trying to build this mystery of like there's a guy that she's hiding. Like, I think that she started dating her boss and it went badly or something like that, because then when that former co-worker walks up to her she literally runs out of the restaurant
2: yes that's right oh that's okay that makes sense
0: mm-hmm.
2: Do, yeah it's I know this is like a stock issue with a lot of kind of soap operas but we also you know we had Paige is abusive husband now we have Breeze abusive boyfriend a lot of abusive yeah. men which I know unfortunately I want- is kind of true in society so that is you know a bummer but it 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 seems like we're going depending i don't know i trust these writers so i just don't want it to be already
1: trod territory right yeah i i kind of feel like there's gonna be some kind of twist with what her her issue from far away is like I, i it's, it's more that I don't think they'll just rehash the Paige story. Like, I don't think there's just going to be a different, like, violin ex-boyfriend who shows up in town. Although... Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's something else coming. Although I would give them so much credit to make
2: him also a twin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they gave that up immediately.
2: Well, that guy is still looking for Paige, and apparently... From what we heard from that note that Preacher got is that he's close to finding Paige. Yeah. So, but I do like that all this is happening off camera. Right. They listen. The the writers listen. They
1: know. They know what we want. Yeah, there's this off camera manhunt storyline that's going on. They I think that's one of those things where they're like, This would be too dark to depict on Virgin River. We cannot show this this killer like hunting her down across the country. That's, that's gotta be at work. Like if this was a show that had DVDs, maybe you put that as a deleted scenes thing, but you can't have those on Virgin River. No, they're smart. They know what their audience wants. Right. So, so yeah, with Brie, I have one note in here that when Brie and Brady were first, uh, they're hanging out by the river uh, Brie mentions that this feels like a scene right out of The Bachelor. Yes. Which is uh Is that a is that a compliment on the scene that you're in or on the date that you're in saying this feels like a I feel like we're on The Bachelor? I well, think
0: so. It was just like a very romantic setting, but I think she's it was like a light ribbing of like, you know, we're mm-hmm. well, laying he- it on a little thick.
2: Here's what I'm gonna mm-hmm. say. I again think that the writers listen to this podcast and they've heard me call brady a bachelor reject and they put that in there for me
0: they did that somehow before because they filmed these all at once but then they went back in and they are like we got to get you to do some now, dubbing
2: Aaron, i said that what? in our episode uh, our, our season one recap
0: oh okay
2: believe me they they're out <laughs> there and they're listening and listen, thank you, thank you for the nod towards If any of the writers of Virgin
0: me. River want to come on the show, we would absolutely lose our minds and love to have you.
2: Of course, yeah. We know you listen. It's cool.
1: We watch. We love your show. We love it. We love it so much. Well, I'm loving then these like little alerting the tropes directed Easter eggs <laughs> they're popping <laughs> into the episodes. So, like them coming on would be great, but I think them just writing directly for us is maybe even cooler. That is way cooler. So Like Breeze... if
0: the next season, like two guys show up named like Pat and Clayton, then you'll know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So This is our new our new uh waiter at Jack's Bar. His name is Producer Patty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so awesome.
2: So Bree's favorite movie is Legally Blonde, which makes sense because she's a lawyer.
0: Yeah, and it also makes mm-hmm. sense because it's a perfect film.
2: Yes. So that's that's a great character touch. And then they're playing darts at the bar, and she wants to dance. And Brady says, I, I don't dance. She starts moving, and he's thinking, I gotta you, listen. This look at this woman. I gotta dance. I gotta do it. And then he starts grinding on her and she says, I didn't realize you knew how to dance. And he says, Well, I just don't like to dance. He he's not really dancing, he's grinding. A- anybody can anybody can grind.
0: All right.
1: Well, I'm just, I'm just saying I don't, if, I don't know if not anyone could grind. I bet you there's a lot of people who have a hard time grinding. Okay. I mean, maybe I'm being a little hard on Brady here.
0: And they're just what was the song they were dancing to too? It was like the weirdest song to like be like, I gotta dance to this.
2: She loves it. It's uh I can't remember what it is, but it's a song I'd heard before. I'm only human after all, but I don't know what that, you know, what would be great. This is, this is what we should do is replace that song with a bunch of other songs and post clips on our social media. Like they should be dancing to the Sopranos theme.
0: (laughs) All right, Clayton, go for it. They should be dancing to woke up this morning
2: (laughs) (laughs) or our fans can do that if they want. Just put whatever song they want into that clip.
1: I think that's a great fan assignment, which more podcasts should have are fan assignments.
2: They're not assignments. They're just uh, uh, here. Here's 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 uh, something that you could do if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. So anyway, okay, I am coming a little bit around on Brady. He's got a cool bike.
0: I, I'm really enjoying... Like They might get pushed up the list next time because I'm really enjoying this budding romance. I think it's really sweet.
2: But when did Brady come to own the logging company? I don't know. Do we know when this happened and there's a bunch of bugs eating up his wood and he's doesn't want to tell the workers
1: because they're all leave? He's in kind of a bad situation here. Yeah. Because all the criminals who used the logging companies a front left the logging companies. Is that basically what happened? So then it defaults goes down the line and it's his. I don't think that's how businesses work, but I guess in this case, <laughs> that is
2: how it worked. He was like left you holding the bag. Long
0: enough, you'll own this McDonald's.
1: Well, if nobody shows up, then you own it. Yeah. <laughs> I think in businesses that are heavily controlled by criminals, That is like once criminals leave Then they have to go down the list of like Okay who here is on the up and up
2: Oh well they put his name on The phone bill and the Electric bill and The water cooler delivery Bill the water Mm -hmm. Bottle for the water cooler delivery Bill and so he is stuck
1: with This company now Yes yes and the criminal Element who just uses A front to sell drugs they never really Did termite checks on their wood?
2: No, because those holes are yeah. good for shoving weed and meth into.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. The termites are the termites are actually in on. Yeah. They're making they're making weed holes in this wood. So yeah, you know what? I I agree with you, Aaron. I do think Brady and Bree could move up the list.
0: Yeah.
2: So where where are we head next?
0: Muriel still.
2: Oh, I love Muriel. <laughs> You know, she's such a sweetheart. She really is one of my favorite additions to this cast. Mm -hmm. Because they're really fleshing out that she came in as this quote-unquote homewrecker that was going to get between Doc and Hope. And I think she's just a sweet woman who, yeah, she's hung up on Doc, but she's looking for somebody who has the same interests as her, and Doc just happens to have those same interests. Board games. Yeah. Yeah. Classical Classical music, music. you know, just cool stuff. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. Lily kind of sits her down and says, you need to watch it and all this. And she's like, just let me just let me be who I want to be. Let me have a crush. Who cares?
0: Right. Exactly. Like, not even have a crush, but like that conversation with Lily, I thought was really interesting, too, because Miro was basically like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like, I'm not well liked in this town. Like, I don't have many friends. I'm not like other people here. I, you know, she dresses differently, but she just like carries herself differently, and so she's like, I found somebody who I feel like a connection with, and she's like, I understand that it's never going to be romantic, and I'm okay with that fact. But like, let me be friends with somebody just because I am super fucking hot doesn't mean I'm just gonna be banging everything that moves. Yeah, that's Which is so like true. yeah, Muriel.
1: Yeah, good so. for her. Totally. She just wants to make Doc some lasagna. I mean, (laughs) that's... How could anyone fault her for that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so love Muriel. I still do... I would love for her to get a little happily ever after for her to find like her suave man.
2: I think we're moving towards that. I think she deserves it. I think we're... Because what the writers did that was so great was they did bring her in as somebody that we were supposed to dislike. And then I think either they found out from writing her or the actress really elevated the part to the point where they thought, Oh, let's make her somebody you root for. Right. We are rooting for her. And she, so doc was going to go try to rescue hope. And she got the whole circle together to, to, to get, get things ready for him and him going to try and rescue her and fly out and stuff. And she got, she brought him a bug out bag which was great and i think it was lily didn't lily put together the bug out bag somebody put together the bug out bag but she brought it over and yeah she's just a nice caring person
0: yeah um next up is that was such whoop, sorry i'll go for it no go pat
1: well, I was just going to say, that, that was such an exciting moment in episode three when it seemed like Doc was about to go on an adventure to find hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are they really going to do this? Is this next episode going to be about him, like, wading through a hurricane? And I thought maybe that was going to happen, but obviously that would have been insane. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Any So, yeah, any other thoughts on Muriel?
2: No, but, you know, she's somebody we are... Rooting for and keeping an eye on for hopefully <laughs> a swab older man who likes board games and classical music is going to come in and swoop her off her feet. Yeah, that's the hope.
0: Uh, all right, preacher.
2: Okay, preacher. So preacher tells Christopher he can't go <laughs> on a sleepover. Christopher says, "I hate it here, like kids do," yeah. and then christopher's complaining about feeling sick at camp he goes to pick him up and preacher thinks he's faking i thought he was faking too and then turns out he got water in his lungs from getting dunked by some big kids and he almost dies mm-hmm. which is some weak shit like i've gotten dunked in pools many a times and i've dunked people so it's gone both ways and i've never gotten any. Like, if I got water in my lungs, I don't think it ever did anything.
0: Well, you didn't get any water in your lungs. Like, it is really serious, like, kids getting water in their lungs. Like, you can die from it. I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's...
1: You've gotten lucky. You're lucky that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I guess. I mean, I guess I'm lucky. Yeah, you had an angel on your shoulder all those summers in the pools out in Pennsylvania. Yeah.
2: I mean, dunking was just part of the thing. You dunked, you dunked, and, or got dunked. It was dunk
1: or get dunked. That's just how it was. Right. <laughs> but Christopher's a little guy, and they're doing this out in a river, so it's a different kind of water. That's true.
0: Yeah. Well, I also think it's such a universal parenting experience where you just, like, you think your kid's faking it, you don't take it seriously, because also it's like, this would be, a Christopher would be faking this, and then it ends up serious, and you really feel like the worst person in the world. I think that's, like, every parent has that story. So, you know, I, like, as much as I don't, like, the way that Paige has just dumped all of her problems on every member of Virgin River, like, and as much as I don't love kids and media in general, like, I do think this was, like, I am liking this relationship. And I do like this sort of, like, level of growth for Preacher, too.
2: Yes, and his, the way he portrays that feeling that you mentioned of, I thought he was faking and he really could have died. Uh He does such a good job of it because he doesn't overplay it, but you know what he's Mm -hmm. feeling. He's conveying how preacher would convey that feeling of, Mm -hmm. I'm not cut out for this. And there, they do a little camp out because he, because he won't allow Christopher to go on the sleepover And he's got s'mores and he's he's gonna read him scary stories it's just really cute and i do think that that child actor is very good and he's not the 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 poisonous word that i always hate precocious he doesn't have knowledge he's not dropping all these great pearls of wisdom on preacher he's a kid he's a kid who doesn't want to go to camp who thinks kids think he's weird he gets dunked by bigger kids. He's just a real kid, and I think they did a really good job of 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 conveying that.
0: Yeah.
1: I I don't love that, and I think preacher he made up for it really well with taking the kid out camping. Um, but when Preacher was not letting the kid go for the sleepover, which maybe is the right move since, you know, his mom is the subject of a manhunt, <laughs> that I, I just don't love Connie's involvement there. Like she was sort of lurking in the background yes. and like shaking her head emphatically yes when Preacher was telling him that he couldn't go on the sleepover. And then when the kid walked away, Connie is like, we dodged a bullet there. And I'm like, all right, see, I don't. Uh, Condi seems nice, but her parenting skills, she's just too overly protective. And I don't want her being the de facto mom in that situation. Yeah, she's Mm -hmm. up in everybody's shit. Because she's. Yes. She's cock blocking
2: Lily. Mm -hmm. And she is friend blocking Christopher. Yes. Which at that age, you can't friend block. He needs. This kid Owen seems to be a kid that he could be friends with, and it's not fair that he doesn't get a chance to have a best friend. You need a best friend at that age.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't want to see Connie, like, see Christopher and Owen, like, trading baseball cards, and then she walks in and breaks it up, like it was Ricky and Lizzie making out. Yeah, that's illegal. <laughs> yeah. 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 She like makes she makes yeah, it, it's uh Condi seems nice, but I, I think I, I kinda wanna extract her from Preacher and Christopher. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I,
0: mm-hmm. And on it, it's like Condi, the way that she's getting up in in uh Lizzie and Ricky's business as well. It just it makes me really not like her. I do mm-hmm. and it's funny because it's like I like hope is a meddling You know in everybody's business giving her opinion and for some reason i love that about hope but for connie i'm just like this is weird like the the things that you're obsessed with it's honestly it's like purity culture it's like these like men who make their daughters pledge their virginity to them that it's like why are you obsessed with your daughter's virginity you creep like yeah you know it's that sort of thing it's like why are you obsessed with your niece staying a virgin like she's an adult
2: also, Connie. When Lizzie wanted birth control, Connie was the one who said who said no.
0: Right. Where it's, it's like c- if anything, like if I had like a sex niece, I'd be like, "Let's get you on all the birth control." Yeah, you know, it's so bizarre.
1: So yeah, Connie. Connie's Connie really shown the brightest when she was helping burying a body. Uh huh. Like I almost feel like Connie would. Be a better character in a show like the sopranos than she would be in virgin river mm-hmm. she's ch- always chasing that high of of hiding dead bodies
0: right yeah
2: and whether yeah. it's taking lice out of a little kid's hair or cock blocking her i guess what is that her granddaughter or her niece
0: i, What's, I think it's her niece
2: that's her, her niece, niece. So, yeah, it, she's always – or trying to catch Ricky in his underwear. She's always chasing that high.
0: hmm
2: Well, we do have to mention Preacher has a conversation with Jack because Jamie, who was the lovely woman who wanted him to move to San Francisco, calls him or texts him, and Jack wants to know what's going on with her. And Preacher says, hey, I was going to take this job. I was going to take this job. She offered it to me. And then Christopher showed up, but I was going to take it because, you know, I asked to be partners with you and you rejected it. And Jack has the weirdest reaction where he said, oh, I thought you were only doing that to help me out. I, I didn't think you were serious. What do you mean? He wanted half of a, uh, a place that he is at 24 <laughs> seven keeps it going when you right. take your birthdays off quote. I can't <laughs> believe Jack blew that off. I love Jack. Don't get me wrong. I love Jack, but he is so fucking thick sometimes. It makes me yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. I was thinking, oh, no, I'll save this for when we're talking about them.
2: Okay. Okay. When you talk about Jack and Mel.
0: Well, next, I mean, we still got people to go. We. I love that we were saying like these, these recaps are going to be like a half hour in and out so fast and they, they're all going to clock in over an hour
1: there's so much we got this much. is such a rich show um yeah.
0: all right so it, well are you guys good with preacher i agree jack can be thick and yeah it is ridiculous
2: okay he's thick and thick
0: oh yeah i mean he's thick yeah um all right next up doc and hope hope, hope is alive oh my we cheered when we saw her on that little screen we were like yes
1: I've never been more happy to be uh, wrong. I know. Uh, they they used it. We I, I was hoping that was gonna be the case, and they used our generational fear of the Valerie Harper Hogan's family situation. They knew that that was in mm-hmm. us. and they used it perfectly in those first two episodes. Yeah, and they, yeah, it was so great. It was so great that she's back.
2: But now she is still with her aunt who didn't want to evacuate. Mm-hmm. And she is now talking to Doc via Zoom or FaceTime. And immediately after, oh, I'm so happy that you're okay, blah blah, blah she puts Doc to work on this fucking <laughs> newsletter. She does not skip a beat. You gotta you gotta get these newsletters together. Oh, and the and the Lumberjack competition is coming up. So you gotta get that squared. And, and this is a man who has macular degeneration. He is going blind, and she's and like, she "No, you gotta stuff fact. some envelopes, motherfucker."
1: <laughs> and is the only doctor in town, and he is now basically the
0: on-site mayor.
2: <laughs> it is. It is. I love Hope. I'm so glad that she's back.
0: I know. Uh, it was a. It was such a breath of breath of fresh. I loved having her.
2: And I awesome. love that Annette O'Toole got paid her full salary and is just doing her job during doing <laughs> acting on Zoom.
0: Great, <laughs> Listen, oh, more so power to her. Fantastic. I
2: I hope Michael McKean was in the background when she was shooting that and he was just uh pouring her a nice glass of wine for after an after scene
1: refreshment. Well, do we think there's any chance that Michael McKeon gets roped into this as some kind of like you know, possible love interest, you know, someone who's, who's like living next door to where she's staying. And he pops in the Zoom. warning in on it. Yeah, he
2: pops in the Zoom. I mean, we'd love it. We'd love it. And he's an amazing actor. He's there. He's in
1: the house, Mm -hmm. you know? If he's in the house, you can't not use him, Virgin River. You got it. Yeah. Just get him, let him riff on there. Have a little like, you know, is he going to be, is he going to get in between Hope and Doc and of course he won't because it's Hope and Doc.
2: Yeah, because what I think what this is doing though is continuing the now that she is alive and safe but she's not there, the Doc and Muriel thing. They're going to be spending mm-hmm. some time together. She's helping with the newsletter. So, I think it's just extending this little love triangle thing. Yeah. But she is alive and well and spit
1: and fire. We love Hope. Mm-hmm. Thank We're going to have to... They're going to have to figure out a way if, if Annette O'Toole of Hope is going to be mostly in Zoom scenes this season of how to get her to enter scenes because so much about Hope is her walking energy, how mm-hmm. she just bursts into everywhere. Yes. <laughs> and I don't want to lose that by only seeing her stationary in these frames like we need her to burst into these facetime sessions but you know what's amazing is that she's able to harness that physicality
2: verbally mm-hmm. yeah and because mm-hmm. of the way she just burst into this is the shit that needs to be done and you need to do it now <laughs>
0: Like, we survived a hurricane, you are going blind, but let's lose those, let's not travel and show you the mountains and really the majesty of the world that you're about to lose. Let's get you stuffing envelopes and judging a lumberjack contest. <laughs> yes, yes.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. So, oh, thank God. I'm just so happy she's she's still among us. Yeah. So, Doc, okay, anything more with Doc then?
0: Um, Doc, oh, well, as we knew was going to happen, Mel found out about him, research, her him, like, actively interviewing. And he, he did tell her, thankfully, that, like, he's not looking to replace her position, which is, like, good. But, uh, so I think, you know, it's only a matter of time now before Mel finds out sort of what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was the... Secret. I forget that that Doc had told something to Hope and made her swear not to tell anyone. Was it about his condition or did he let her know some other gossip? I think it's his condition. Um, yeah, it's his, his condition. condition. Yeah. It was so, as soon as he said that though, it was so funny to think of like, Hope is stuck in another part of the country. She is only available on FaceTime and yet, a big problem is going to be: will she gossip to the rest of the town? Which I assume she will. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: she's going to find like a way to spill this. To
1: be... Yes, yes. There's no way she could hold the secret, even though she is not near anyone
0: anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be physically difficult for her to spill the the secret, but she'll manage.
2: She always finds yes. a way. Hope and finds it's going a to way. Be so great
0: hope finds a way
2: (laughs) all right so Um, i think that's that's it for them i mean we're gonna figure mm -hmm. out what happens with her if she ever shows up physically i hope so yeah
1: we need her to bust in episode six yeah i i have a feeling we're gonna have an episode where they're on facetime with her they assume she's somewhere else and then she walks into the bar
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the laptop, While holding her, phone. Uh, holding
2: the laptop yes. and then throws it over her shoulder.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. And it makes a cartoonish uh, glass breaking noise. Yes.
0: And she'll be like, I'll just charge the city for a new laptop. No problem. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's why we have the lumberjack festival, because I break three laptops a week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So happy she's back. So that's my prediction for this season is we're going to get that shot of, oh, she's still away. She's on FaceTime and she walks into the scene. And will it be while Doc and Muriel are playing a board game? Definitely. It's got to. Oh, that's happening. What board game?
0: She's going to walk in and it's going to be the whole thing again of like her being like, You're screwing Muriel and Doc being like, no, we just play board games and listen to Vivaldi.
2: Yeah. They're going to be playing Mall Madness and listening to (laughs) Chopin. Pretty, pretty
0: princess.
2: Yeah. What if they're playing Twister? Oh. Oh, that'd be great if Muriel brought Twister and she said, well, you like board games. How about a mat game? How about a plastic tarp game? (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, all right so who's all right next? next charmaine
2: oh charmaine okay so charmaine comes into the bar because she because she needs a place to take a piss on her way to clear river <laughs> which is amazing yeah. She's like i didn't want to hold it so she comes in mm-hmm. our buddy todd comes up to jack and mentions what does he say he talks about
0: Well, he's that he talked Charmaine into giving birth in the hospital. Twins is always a high risk pregnancy. So it's like that doc or Mel would have even entertained that idea is kind of crazy.
2: Well, because she didn't want to go anywhere. She wanted to have a home birth. Correct. Right. And then the compromise was that she would go to the clinic. And now she's going to a hospital where Todd's, I guess, five generations or something of his family have been born there Mm -hmm. and so jack of course is wait i i had to you know get on my knees to get you to go to the clinic why are you going to the hospital and she said listen jack this isn't your problem anymore just go have your life i've got my life and you know you can come see the twins once in a while And I think he's, he's starting to, he's looking into getting a lawyer.
0: It's crazy that there wouldn't be a custody agree. Like there needs to be a custody agreement. Like no matter how well everybody gets along, like you just need stuff in writing so the fact that, but I think the thing with Jack is, like, he wants both sides, like, he wants to have a level of control over Charmaine and the kids that I think is, like, inappropriate if you aren't actually in a relationship with them. Yeah. You know, because it's like, I get he's the father of the babies, but, like, ultimately the babies are inside of her. And so whatever she wants to do, it's, like, kind of her choice. Uh-huh. Um, But, Yeah. It, then, but it's strange that he's like, and then the babies are mine, because his whole thing was, I like bought a house for the twins.
2: hmm That burned you know, down. Was, that had faulty br- wiring. And if it did have faulty wiring, oh my god, those kids would have burnt up.
0: I know. Hopefully it was arson, because otherwise, like, the, the alternative is also terrifying.
2: Well, because they would have been living there by themselves, right? Because we, we agreed exactly. that he wasn't living there. He was going to live over the bar, and those twins were going to— But Charmaine couldn't live in the house, so it was just going to be those twins crawling around, and then all of a sudden there's some faulty wiring. That is recipe for disaster. Right. Well, then Charmaine also drops the bomb that she was going to move to Portland and mm-hmm. then decided not to, but she had told Mel, and Mel hadn't told Jack— and so Jack is was upset two. at Mal.
0: Yeah. For a little bit, though. They got over it pretty quickly.
2: Well, that was a really funny scene because she said, well, it all ended up being nothing because you, you she decided to stay and met Todd and then you got shot. So if I would have told you, you would have just been angry over nothing. Is that what you wanted? And Jack says, yes. <laughs> yes. I want to be angry over nothing. <laughs> But he's a truth over everything kind of guy.
0: But I think the thing is, too, it's like that's also why you need a custody agreement, because, like, Charmaine shouldn't be forced to live in Virgin River just because that's where Jack lives. Absolutely. You know, it's like if she does want to expand and go to Portland, like, she should be able to. And then basically they work it out, like, however it ends up being worked out. But it's this thing that, like, Jack basically thinks he's going to be 100% in these kids' lives where it's like, you just won't be because you are not in a relationship with their mother. And you also don't even treat their mother like you would a friend, you know? Yeah. He he treats Charmaine the worst of anyone on this show. And so it's like, yeah, what do you think is going to happen when, like, they are her kids?
2: Do you think barely hidden disdain is a bad way to treat the mother of your twins? (laughs)
0: <laughs> right,
2: so do you guys still think because well, Pat, you were a big proponent of this. You think Todd is
1: running some sort of scam? So I think that that's still a possibility, especially since you know Aaron pointed this out while we were watching. he shows up come he shows up wearing like a Miami vice jacket, which mm-hmm. I think nowadays is villain uniform, okay? You know i think showing up in that sort of day glow you know uh uh, jacket is is that that that's that says you know shyster that's a scam artist i thought he looked snappy but whatever and so i think that's still a possibility but i gotta say charmaine i like that she really took charge in these episodes, I love that scene with Jack where she was really tough with him. And she laid out, I'm going to do what I need to do. And so not not so much that she's running any kind of scam, but I like seeing that she is maybe more in charge than we thought she was. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Her She
2: knows that Jack's kryptonite is, I don't need you. Right. He's the knight in shining armor. He needs to fix situations. He needs to ride in on his white steed and handle things. And Charmaine is cutting his knees out by saying, "You're off the hook."
0: Yeah. Right. "You're
2: off the hook, Jack. You don't have to worry. We I know that you're disgusted when you look at me, and I don't need that in my life. I'm Mm-mm. a beautiful, capable but I do woman." Have- who's having two babies, and I don't need the, the, the father of those babies to look at me the
1: way you look at me. But then I do still have this bad feeling that that is absolutely what she is thinking right now, but it's still going to turn out that Todd is a bad guy. Todd has some ulterior motives. Todd is trying to get the real estate of Jack Spar somehow. And then... Jack is going to have to step in, deal with Todd and, and Char is going to be like, Oh, I guess you were right. Like, I don't want it to go that way exactly, but I could see that as a possibility where Todd is a scam artist and Charmaine doesn't have things as well under control as she seems like she does right now. Well, then mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't happen, but I hope not too. I hope Charmaine like, like I hope, to, listen, I hope, I hope, Todd is more like a a Miami Vice guy in the 80s which is I guess a hero and less like a Miami Vice guy in the 2020s which is uh, you know uh, a scam artist well if this goes down and Todd has to take a
2: dirt nap the best case scenario is Connie is in on the hiding of the body Mm -hmm. because that'll give her something to do so she can leave Christopher and Preacher alone and leave Lizzie alone so she can shack up with Parker. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Connie helped Charmaine hide Todd's body. Wouldn't it be mm-hmm. cool if Connie just didn't like that Ricky and Lizzie were together because she thought Ricky was a doofus? And if Parker came in, she'd be like, oh, I approve. Let him ravish you.
1: Mm-hmm. That would be great.
2: All right. So do we have anything else on Charmaine? Obviously, we are we're watching this storyline very closely.
0: <laughs> she also, like, doesn't look pregnant enough because I think I have a friend of mine who is also watching Virgin River. And she texted me and she had assumed that they had already had the babies or something because she's like, Charmaine does not look pregnant. And she in the timeline is off like three to four months of twins. You're already showing a bit more than Charmaine is.
2: She just distributes the weight well.
0: I guess so, but there's two in there. Eh, Um, They're
2: compact.
0: (laughs) Next is, of course, Jack and Mel.
2: All right, Jack and Mel. So Mel wants a baby. Mm -hmm. Because, not because, she's always wanted a baby, because she had the the miscarriage. So her ex-husband, well, not her ex, her dead husband... Her sister. sister sends a sonogram in the mail because she is an asshole of the highest degree.
0: There's truly that was a sadistic fucked up thing to do, like just to send a sonogram and then like whatever that little note was. I was like, this is bizarre.
2: Yeah, God, it that is really sick, and she is an awful person. Yeah. And Mel does not deserve that, and so they're having a nice morning. Oh well, so wh- what episode? Yes. I I want. Oh god, I got to talk to you guys about this, not to blow up
1: your spots, but Jack snores mm-hmm. and he snores. That's in episode four. Okay. Well, before we get to that, just one thing I want to mention on the the uh, the delivering of the sonogram. Okay. So it was delivered. By uh, this female UPS delivery person. (laughs) And Jack answers the door shirtless. Oh, yes. Which me and Aaron both think is something that uh, Martin Henderson, the actor, has has suggested. Like, I've gotten into amazing shape between seasons two and three. And I think he wants to be shirtless more. Because it's now like three out of the four episodes he's been shirtless. Mm -hmm. But he answers to get the package shirtless and that UPS delivery person she looks up and down and up and down and really gets an eyeful she says have a good morning mhm that's in the trailer by the
2: way and great moment in the trailer and yeah mm-hmm. he i i also think i don't know if it's just the actor i think it's also the audience
0: oh yeah no one's complaining about that no as one's much saying as he no but no, shirt be no. shirtless right. is great
2: but he yeah so he's looking
1: great but yeah she gets an eyeful and good for her yeah yeah it's it's one of those things especially you know this year how important uh 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 you know all of delivery people have been to our society yeah frontline workers i think that is yeah i think that is like obviously tip heavily but if you've got a great Jack like bod, maybe answer the door shirtless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. is also a way to give back.
2: Yeah. You got to tip 25% and also show off your six pack if possible. Yeah. I yeah. also, I also think maybe like, you know, cause it is, it is a touchy subject. So you might put in your, you know how you can put in directions for your deliveries, you know? drop it off at the mm-hmm. White House at the end of the the street or whatever. I if you have a really great body, I would put in there, we'll take shirt off if asked. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if they're reading the directions and they want you to take your shirt off, you will, but you're not showing up at the door with your shirt off, which could be an aggressive act towards some people because they might li- That's like like the idea of a of a hot beefcake answering the door but if they if an actual hot beefcake did answer the door that th- there might be a, a different reaction so i think you need to give the delivery person a choice whether or not they see your uh you know cut pecs and your you know deep tries and and whatnot and your and your um uh, i i don't want to use the term but the, your sea gutters <laughs>
0: mm-hmm -hmm. Yeah, I think though, if you're Jack, if you're looking like Jack, I think you can probably make the like you know, chances are exactly everyone's gonna be cool with it. Yeah, all right. Um, so, oh, so I was thinking about like the whole Jack thing, and so, like, something that Sarah McLean talks about a lot on Faded Maids, which obviously, subscribe now if you haven't already. Um, is about how every romance hero needs to be a king and I'm like that is the thing about Jack in the show he is a king mm-hmm. like everyone wants him everyone is interested in him. there's a way that like everyone on the show is like a little bit finely tuned to him and sort of like what he wants and, and all of that that I find really that I really loved because I was like you know watching Brady and uh, Bree, and I was like yeah they are both like a little bit obsessed with Jack but I was like yeah, that's the point. Everybody on this show needs to be a little bit obsessed with Jack.
2: Yeah, because he's their king. That's so true. Yeah.
0: Right. So it it like in that way, I was like, ah, oh, this all makes perfect sense. This is great.
2: Yeah, everybody. Yeah, you're right. Everybody's relationship kind of comes back to Jack in some
0: way. Hmm. Right. He does snore, so that's the big thing that we've noticed that is a you know is an issue. So. You know, like you said before, Clayton, Pat and I have dealt with this issue. Okay. It's less than it was because one, but yeah,
1: because one of us snores. Yeah. All right. We're not going to define Pat. who.
0: <laughs> Pat likes to say that oh, I snore me. too, but it, you know, he also Pat one time recorded me, uh, and it was a violation, and I'm still mad about it.
2: Oh, could is that something you still have that we could add to the end of this episode? <laughs>
1: um well jack it it has been made to be deleted off my phone yeah the audio of Aaron supposedly snoring one night that no longer exists there is no proof oh we were on vacation
0: i'm going to tell the story we were on vacation in montreal obviously this was years ago and we wake up and i turn over and pat's like looking at me smiling and i was like oh he must love me so much he's just watching me sleep and he starts playing The recording of me snoring and can't stop laughing. And I was like, this <laughs> is so
2: mean. <laughs> psychopathic. <laughs> Just a grin on his face.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it was, I was, I was so upset. But, but he, yeah, caught no, sn- like a he caught you once. He caught you once. I know. The one time in my whole life I snore and he catches me.
1: Wow. It's well, so Mel went and slept in her car because it was so bad. Yeah. But which I was like, "Go, Mel! See, she didn't wake him up. Oh. She didn't. She didn't make him stop snoring. She just went and slept in her car because he's Mel the king. Is great. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know but, that is the thing about like them living in a one room. It's not even like she could go sleep on the couch or anything. She was that's just true. sleeping. Yeah. But I don't know. One time, I also put my when Pat was snoring bad and I had to wake up the next morning. I like blocked his nostrils with my hand and then I put my palm over his. <laughs> mouth. Oh wow he, he woke up and he was like what are you doing and I was like I don't know I don't but know
2: God that's the worst thing you could have said you <laughs> you you need to say I don't know what got into me I'm so sorry not I don't know that's fucking I don't crazy. know what I'm doing
0: but it was like in it, yeah snoring will drive you insane
1: well he but, just... but I did I did record her snoring that one night. Yeah. So that is the same as I guess attempted strangulation. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing though. You didn't know mm. you're still going with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> she, that's what she's going to say to the judge someday. I didn't know what I, I was doing. Know. That is worse than I plead th- I don't know. <laughs> that is worse than the Twinkie defense. <laughs> Um, well, uh, the other thing about Mel and Jack's sleeping situation is, me and Aaron are both befuddled by they sleep in a full size bed. Yeah, and it's like Jack is a king on his own. Someone else in the bed. They've got they've got to have a king. That's true. If not a California king or a homemade Shaquille O'Neal size bed. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's truly they should truly be swimming in their bed.
0: Yeah, yes. he needs a big bed.
2: But it is Mel's place, so that's why it's not a a, a, a it's not a bed fit for a king because he had one at that's his right. place. Right, that's right. That's Brie, his he's sister. Going
0: to, yeah, he's is going to build a new house.
2: Right? Oh, rebuild that house,
1: probably. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, I think he will.
1: And they'll sleep in the house that Jack built. Yeah, you
2: got. Yeah, exactly. That's the house that Jack built. Now, now it'll be the house mm-hmm. that Jack built. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to say, though, I am very excited that they are a couple, officially, because we get to have these, you know, their bathtub escapade was kind of cut short by, by a fire, but we got to see them have a romantic row together in that pond full of lights he he built the swing for her that she had as a child. I love these moments that they're getting to have where they're a couple and they're loving each other. These yeah. and you know they're always punctuated with you know this thing happened or this thing happens, but we do get these moments of of them saying they love each other and them getting to look into each other's eyes and I think <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting choked up. Uh, their chemistry is very good the two of them. I I do believe that they are soulmates.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally.
2: Now, can we talk real quick about Jack going to the precinct, even though he was told not to, and jacking Jimmy up against the wall and screaming at him because he threatens Mel?
0: Yeah, that's great. King shit.
2: Which do we... I don't know if you guys had this problem. But at the end of episode three, they're they're having their romantic thing. And then he gets a phone call and he says to Mel, this is what I heard. They found Jimmy. And I couldn't understand what he said. And I rewound it like three times and I still couldn't understand who they'd found. It turned out it was Jimmy Mm -hmm. who I i i will say i don't remember because all the drug guys are other than brady all of them kind of mixed together but i guess we have met this guy before this guy jimmy and yeah he's not... i
0: just don't really care about the drug stuff at all so it's just like it's not going to stay in my mind
2: but did you guys hear what he said or am i just going deaf
0: you're going deaf i heard jimmy
2: Okay, Jesus. Okay, this is... Yeah,
1: great. I I understood it as Jimmy. I mean, so who's the one who's still on the loose? Calvin is like out there, Calvin's right? the big
2: guy. He's the one who threatened Brady in, I think, right. the first or second episode. And
1: he's out there. Jimmy's one of he's his out there. kind of lackeys. Right. So Calvin is the big threat that possibly set the fire at uh, the twins' house. And possibly shot. And...
2: It uh, 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 possibly shots are... Jack, even though yeah. he said
0: that, like, oh, if it had been me, you'd be dead. So...
2: Well, that's what Jimmy said. Calvin... Oh, Jimmy, sorry. Yeah, Calvin's a different story. Who knows? Maybe
1: he's a okay. bad shot. Yeah, Calvin is, like, proudly a bad shot. He's <laughs> like, if it was me, it'd be in the foot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if it was me, I would have taken ten shots and maybe hit you once. Yeah. (laughs) So, Um, yeah, that's... It is the least interesting part of this whole show.
0: Yeah. I just don't care. I want the stakes to just stay at the, like, who's making the wedding cake level. I mean, that's where we live, and that's where we have fun.
2: Well, they know that, though. Yeah. So, did... This ended on... A, oh okay this ends on a cliffhanger with mm-hmm. a real kind of almost cut to black where they're in bed and Mel says I want to have a baby boom and then it cuts like the end of Sopranos the last uh, yeah. episode of Sopranos so that's not really a bombshell because don't we all know that one of Mel's personality traits is baby crazy
0: Right. And also it's like, we can't, like, we, he, she was crying in the bathroom. Like he, and then what I like too, she didn't try to hold it. When she came out of the bathroom, she did say to him, like, listen, that was kind of like, I got blindsided. It was really surprising. Um, so yeah, I don't, it does. I, I feel like it's very early for them to have a child. Like, I don't think that should be like a now thing, but Jack can't be shocked. Like if Jack, like, it it would suck if the reason that they break up temporarily is that Jack is like, no, I just want the twins and no more kids.
2: Yeah, I want this other lady's babies, but not yours. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one.
0: Well, to be fair, he doesn't want those other ladies' babies.
2: No, he does not. Uh, but I mean, well, he's I like, I he can handle those... this other lady's babies, but not. I mean, how dare us? It's Charmaine's babies, but in his mind. I'm we're talking from Jack's perspective where he's right.
1: extremely disrespectful to Charmaine. Right. I think Jack his perfect world is probably it's him and Mel raising the twins.
0: Yeah. Which makes Todd trying to take the twins so much like, a, like, Jack is almost like, no, no. wait, you weren't supposed to take the twins from me. I was supposed to take the twins from you. Yes. You know?
1: Right. And bring them to Mel. Uh-huh. Now- Yeah, that, that seems like that's Jack's best case scenario. It's Yeah, I could see that being the issue because he can't have more kids right now. Well, yeah. here's, a, here's another wrench. Do you think there's any possibility that L- Lily-
2: Leaves her baby to Mel. Well,
0: that so then, would be so weird because Lily has adult children.
2: Uh, adult-ish.
0: I mean, in their twenties. Like, it would be strange if they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna have this other lady raise your sister." Well, Don't worry Mel about took it.
2: care of the baby when nobody knew whose baby it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, maybe.
2: So then you're ended up Jax ended up with
1: four babies. <laughs> That's assuming Mel doesn't have like triplets or something He could have up to like six babies
2: That's true because Jack's got Jack's packing some some heavy duty sperm
1: Right, Mm -hmm. right So he's got the two with Char They adopt Lily's baby Gets Mel pregnant She has triplets Uh, Suddenly it's it's a Brady Bunch Yeah, yeah Suddenly it's a sitcom Right, right yeah, so that's a lot for Jack to pack into the apartment above his bar. I yeah, would, I those, that's
0: would, a lot of children.
1: I would love
2: if Jack's excuse was, I can't put anything, but I couldn't put any anything less than two babies in you. So you got to mm-hmm. get ready for twins <laughs> at the least. <laughs> right, right. Man, I'm okay. So this has been a great it's a great season so far can we agree I, I'm oh yes loving it hope I'm so glad hope is back even if it's just on a screen God like a quarter of of hope's body is like a full body for most actors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just her talent and ability to just just totally eat a scene up and spit it in your face <laughs> so
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to be watching more today, right? That's the plan. Yep. So just just never stop checking the feed. Basically, watch the show, check our feed, don't do anything else this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Stay inside, refresh, refresh. And, you know, mm-hmm. in between,
2: though, you might have a couple minutes. Rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts and listen to them just please because that's how people find us we want more people Mm -hmm. to love virgin river that's what we're trying to do we're trying to make virgin river one of the most popular shows in america it deserves to be and it is but not enough people are talking about it so we want to keep the conversation going and if you want to talk about virgin river with us I would say email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com because we don't want to spoil things on the Instagram or the troop, our Facebook troop. Uh, And TikTok, we got a TikTok, so check that out too. I don't know what's going on there because we don't take care of it. Annie does. (laughs) Thank you, Annie.
0: Go say hi to Annie on TikTok. Yes. And... Oh, yeah <laughs> um, and then yeah we're, we'll probably on Sunday we're gonna start a we'll start chatting in the group in the troop so yes we want to give everybody a chance
2: yes we're yeah we we want the the people who binge it over this weekend to have somebody to, to, to type to about it because mm-hmm. I mean I don't know I mean you have friends I think Aaron who watch Virgin River but I other than you guys I, I don't know anybody else who does so this is this is great for me i mean i i would do this even if it wasn't being recorded
0: oh if we it it would just be a constant text message chain i think
2: absolutely yeah this is better though this is better yeah
0: so yeah if you haven't subscribed obviously subscribe and and you'll get it as soon as it's ready
2: yeah absolutely but we'll see you soon
0: all right till next time bye guys